Hey, thanks for checking out this message from LifeGate Church. We hope that God uses this message to encourage you and to help you live in the freedom and purpose that Jesus has for your life. We be encouraged by her faith. May we be encouraged by Marcelo's faith. Thank you, Father, for our community that has stood with Michelle. We pray, Lord, that we'll continue to stand with those who need it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as we talk for another 10 minutes or so, um, I want us to bring us, I want to bring you to the last section of Hebrews chapter 11. Did I say the last section? We started in February. This is December. We got there. Last section of Hebrews 11. And we're going to read a, a chunk of scripture, and it's in three parts. Number, the, the first part is around people partnering with what God is doing. The second part is around people taking steps of faith. And the third part is around holding on to God in being faithful in, in, in the difficulty. So let's, the first one, as I said, is around partnering with God, and we're going to read some instances where people did that. Hebrews 11, people of faith, people who trusted God, and we're to look at them and remember what they've done to encourage us. Hebrews 11:29 says this, By faith the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. God parted the waters. And the Israelite people could have just watched and went, that's, that's really interesting. But they didn't. They partnered with God and walked through on dry ground. The second, the second thing around partnering with God in verse 30, it says, By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven years. God said, March around the walls and the walls will come down. And again, they partnered with God in obedience and did the thing that God wanted them to do. And in verse 31, we have, By faith... The prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. God asked his people to go into this land and remove all the people that were there before them and to dwell in that land. Rahab knew that, what God was doing, and she chose to partner with what God was doing and says, I want to be with God's people. And she did that. The first thing I want to talk to you about today is partnering with God. And the question I have for you is, a question I have for you is, what are you seeing God do? And how are you partnering with that? Where are you seeing God move? And are you choosing to be a part of what God is doing? We're going to press pause, Deb. Um, we're not going to show this bit online. We're going to press pause because we're showing our services a week late. Because I want to share a testimony that's a bit of a secret. It's just, just between us. Is that okay? Um, as we talked about being faithful, um, I hope that this year has been a, a, a real blessing to you and it's really stirred you up. I really hope it has. Um, it stirred us up. And God was preparing us for lots of different things this year. But one of the things I want to share with you was um, back in March this year, um, I was in Cambodia um, doing the Transform Cambodia, an incredible ministry. God's moving in that ministry. And I was about the two nights before I came back, I sat down with Mark Patterson, the CEO, and he said to me, Nathan, I would like you to become the CEO of Transform Cambodia. I was like, okay, um, will you do it? I said, yes, of course I'll do that. How could you say no to that? Now, um, I'm not leaving, it's okay. Um, that was six months ago, and things have happened, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I'm not, not taking on the role for lots of different reasons, particularly they haven't got any money to fund it. Um, so I'm staying, I'm not going anywhere. But 
it's, it sent Michelle and I into a spin around, well, what does this mean? Do, are we moving to Cambodia? Are we, are we moving to Perth? Um, how does this, what does it, God, what does it mean to trust you in this? And to lead that ministry would be incredible. Like it is, they, the lives are transformed. Like I've never seen anything like it. Never seen anything like it. It's, it's brilliant. But the reason I share that is because it was, it was what I saw God doing and I had an opportunity to be a part of it. And I said, yeah, I'm in. So the question I have for you is, where are you seeing God move? And are you saying yes to be a part of it? Partnering what God is doing. The second thing we look at in this text is there's a group of people taking steps of faith. And in Hebrews 11, verse 32, this is what it says. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Japheth. They were judges. About David and Samuel, David's king, but they're also prophets. I haven't got more time to talk about them. Who through faith had massive ups in their lives. Who conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised. Who shut the mouths of lions. They quenched the fury, the fury of the flames and escaped the edge of the sword. Whose weakness had turned to strength. Who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. They received women back from the dead, raised to life again. These people were taking steps of faith. And my question to you is, what steps of faith have you taken this year? Where have you trusted God? Where have you, where have you taken a risk for him? This, again, this year has been huge for us. And um, I've, just went on the, I've just gone on the board of the Churches of Christ movement. And a year ago, I was never going to do that. I was not happy and I had bitterness and, and I prayed and God did a, did a work in my heart. And holy dooly, I'm now on the board and I have all this influence. And it's a massive step of faith. Um, earlier this year, we released um, Alex and Laura to lead the Preston's campus. And they're doing an incredible job, by the way. Again, a step of faith. Um, next year, we're going to plant a church. Andrew and Christy are going to go down the M5, down towards Leppington, down that area. And we're going to plant a church. Another step of faith. But let me ask you, what steps of faith are you personally taking? What steps of faith are you taking in your life? You know, back on point one, it talked about partnering with God. And when we're seeing God do something, then we should be part of it. You know, one of the things to a healthy, growing church, this is what the, the National Church Life Survey, these are the stats. They say one of the keys of a healthy, growing church is that the people who are part of that church believe that, that, that our God is here and being part of this is that their life is going to be transformed. They also believe that if they bring a friend or a family member who doesn't know Jesus or someone who's been in church before and no longer in church, if they bring a new person to this place, that they're going to find community. They're going to be taught about Jesus. They're going to be encouraged in their faith and God is going to move in their life. And if you believe that about this church, you'll be delivering, inviting and gathering and including. So let me ask you this. Do you have faith that if you bring people here, people are going to find community, that they're going to be encouraged, they're going to come to know Jesus, and they're going to be built up in the Lord? My prayer is the, your answer is yes. And if the answer is no, we need to have a conversation about that. Because we need to be a church where you believe that God is here among us. And by gathering is that your lives are going to be transformed and other lives are going to be transformed. We need to partner with God, number one. Number two, we need to be deliberate in taking steps of faith and saying, God... What do you want me to do? Take a risk and step into it, like Jackson did today, worship leading. Great job, brother. And number three, 
This last bit of the text is about people who remain faithful in difficulty. And as I read this, I think this is one of the most difficult texts in all the New Testament. It says there were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. Now, you might want to pause there and go, holy dooly. How can God allow that to happen to his people? Doesn't he love his people? Isn't he fighting for his people? Isn't he for his people? But the Bible says persecution is part of the journey of being a Christian. Jesus says, blessed are you when people persecute you for righteousness. In John's gospel, he says, when they, per- when they persecute you, they're actually persecuting me. In this life, you'll have trouble, but, I- but take heart, for I have overcome the world. This is Jesus speaking to us. Persecution is part of the journey of following Jesus. And for some of us, we, we, we only get a little bit. And for others, like we just read, they lose their lives and are tortured because of their faith in Jesus. It goes on in verse 38 to say, The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. But these were all commended for their faith. That even in the persecution, they didn't quit, they didn't give up. They continued to hold strong, stand firm, believe in God, knowing that God is for them, God loves them, God died for them, He's risen from the dead, that they have eternal life. They stayed strong in the difficulty. And there's a pattern for each one of us. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what has been promised. And none of them have received eternity yet. They saw the, the faithfulness of God in this life, but they hadn't received all that was being promised. Since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with, with us would they be made perfect. And there's something about all of cre- everyone who have followed people of faith throughout all time. One day, we will all be gathered together and we will all be made perfect. And you'll see Noah and Abraham. I wonder how tall Abraham is, Jackson. Is he going to be tall like you or tall like me? I wonder which version of tall. Tall like Matt. Hey, I'm tall in Cambodia. In Cambodia, I'm tall. Cambodia, I'm super tall. <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> I don't know what I was talking about. Oh, that's right. One day, we're going to see everybody and we're all going to be made perfect. These people remain faithful in difficulty. And so where are you at today? I ask you to do the hand signal. Some of you are here, some of you are here, some of you are here. No matter what season of life we're in, God wants us to stand firm. God wants us to hold tight and not be shaken. In Hebrews 11, it talks about the heroes of faith. And it talks about the people that we should read their stories And let me say, these people, and and Michelle, thank you for sharing so honestly and vulnerably about your sin and you didn't get it right. And because if you look at these people in the Old Testament, Abraham, he gave his his wife away twice to men because he didn't want to get killed, saying he was sister. He was actually 
they told lies and, and, and Noah got drunk and Noah did like... They were all messed up just like you, just like me. They're ordinary people. But they said, but they said yes to an extraordinary God. God's looking for your yes, and your yes is around faith. I want to read to you. I'm going to skip a few, skip a few slides from Open Doors. And this is the last thing I want to read to you. Hebrews 11 ends, but you can't stop there. You have to read the next three verses from Hebrews chapter 12, because here's the summary. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, as we look back at Abraham and Enoch and David and Japheth and all the people that we spoke about in Rahab, and the people that walked through the water, crossed the Red Sea, and those that marched around Jericho, and how those people were people of faith, and if you look at Michelle and her faith this year, and Marcelo, who's a man of faith, as you look at the people in this church, like Sam, he's another man of faith, a man who trusts God. And you see Mark Shum with his integrity and leadership, and then Curly, he doesn't get much of the spotlight, but an incredible woman, a woman of holiness and purity. And you can look around the room, and I could speak about each one of you, and we all have attributes, and we can celebrate Sam, and we can celebrate Kelly, and we celebrate Mark, and we celebrate Michelle and Marcelo. And as we are surrounded, friends, by such a great cloud of witnesses, there is one who is greater than all the others, greater than Abraham, greater than Moses, greater than Marcelo even. Who is it? Let us throw everything off that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Here it is. Fixing our eyes on who? He's the one. The pioneer, the one who started it. The perfecter, the one who completes it. For the joy set before him, he saw past the cross to the resurrection to be at the right hand of the Father. He saw me and you in his kingdom. He died and he went through, it says, the scorn. He endured the cross. The scorning and shame went through that difficulty because he saw us on the other side. That we would belong to him, that we would be his people. And so he went through hardship and difficulty, knowing what was ahead of him. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him, consider Jesus, who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary. And lose heart. In the ups, in the downs of life, it's so easy to get distracted in our faith, to put Jesus on the back burner, to have other priorities. But here it says, look at those who've come before you. Look at Marcelo, look at Michelle, look at Kelly, look at Mark, look at Sam, these legends in the faith. Look at them and celebrate them and go, they're great, and say, I can be like them. I can be like them too. And then look to Jesus. And just like Jesus went through all that, we can too. In the ups of life, in the downs of life, hold tight, hold tight to him. I want us to read verse 3 together, but we're going to change a few words. I'm going to add a few words. I will consider Jesus, who endured such opposition from sinners, so that I will not grow weary and lose heart. I will consider Jesus. Are you ready? Go. I will consider Jesus who endured such opposition from sinners so that I will not grow weary and lose heart. One more time. I will consider Jesus who endured such opposition from sinners so that I will not grow weary and lose heart. 
I will continue to think about those that have gone before me. I will continue to think about Jesus as the example. So for the ups and downs, I will not leave, I will not go to the right or the left, but I would hold tight to him. I will surrender to him. I will rely on him and continue to put my faith in him. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, team. We're going to sing a desert song together, which is a song about the ups and downs of life and having faith. But let's stand together as a community. And, and, and I just want, let's just be people open to prayer, open to what God's going to do. Let's stand together and position yourself to receive. I'm going to pray for you. Father, I want to say thank you for each one of us, for each one who is in this space. Father, I pray that we'll be a church that's full of faith. A full of church that looks back at the heroes, the witnesses who have gone before us. That we'll look around this community and see people who are doing the faith really well and we'll be like, yeah, I can be like that person. I want to be like that person. But Father, we will look to Jesus, our ultimate example. The one who went through the cross He went through difficulty. He didn't quit. He didn't throw it in. But he kept on going, knowing what was ahead of him. And that is the right hand of the Father. And that is also us. May we be people who stand firm. Nothing moves us. As we rely on you, surrender to you, as we're people full of faith. Let's sing this song together. Amen. Thanks so much for checking out this message. LifeGate Church has people meeting in person and online in many different locations and we'd love to help you get connected. My name's Andrew and I lead our online team here at LifeGate Church and it's our job to do exactly that. We'd love to help you find community, get support and prayer and take your next step. So why don't you connect with us and take your next step at lifegate.org.au and click the next step button.